a Radio 191 FM podcast. And right now we have Simon Coldrick on the line, who's director of the film By the Balls with um, Charlotte Purdy. Um, it is about the turbulent periods of the state of rugby in the 80s, like during the Springbok tour and everything, and divisions that it caused. So we'll go to Simon now. Simon, how's it going? Hi there. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, how How is it making this film? Because this, this film was not a big task for you guys, was it? It, it well, it was the usual challenge of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, based uh, basically, the story is set in the eighties, um, and finding archives and materials to support the story was, is always a challenge. But we got there, hopefully. Yeah, because I um, I listened to the podcast, um, the New Zealand International Film Festival podcast, which just to plug, you can listen to it on Spotify. For those who don't know, um, yeah, and. It, Hearing about like the archive, like you guys had to dig deep, and it was like a bit of a difficulty finding some of those footage. Well, I mean, what happens is that you any archive you use in a film or a TV show, you have to license, and you're looking at a, a time where we moved from film to tape, videotape. Mm. I mean, now we don't even bother with videotape, and um, because the story centres around uh, South Africa and France, um, all around the world. Trying to track down some of that footage is very difficult, and as you can imagine, you know, computers haven't been around that long, so um, it was a very long and an arduous task just finding the goals, basically, because it was, you know, it was from a, 30 years ago. Yeah, and plus you're like one of the key editors for, and that must have been like difficult, like trying to splice together a bunch of these like almost like lost footages in a way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the process was that we, Charlotte Purdy, the co-director and producer of this, had done the interviews of the four, uh, five main contributors, and then we had to basically find the footage that backed up this. You know, they they tell us what happens, and then we need to sort of go and evidence it through the archives and whatever's out there. So, you know, it, it's a long, hard process because it, it is, you know, as I say, the, the systems back in the day wouldn't have been so good. Yeah, oh, God, I believe that, like, some of the files, like, especially with film, like, can never, like, especially now, it can, can corrode if it's not, like, looked after properly. Like, some companies just didn't treat it well, or, like, they just put it in the back room, and it's now lost for time. Well, that's, uh, I mean, uh, back then, a lot of the tape was one-inch or beta cam and standard definition, and in the 80s, we had these horrible tube cameras, um, so, you know, it's it's a long way from HD and 4K images that we see today. Um, so, yes, and the preservation wasn't great. A lot, There's a lot of stories. One, Actually, one piece of footage we found, we um, went back to the producers in the UK who came out to New Zealand to make a documentary about New Zealand rugby during the period of the World Cup. Um, and we, fa we tracked down this film they made, but they hadn't got masters. They hadn't seen it for 30 years. So they were surprised we got in touch with them. Um, and we had to go to the UK and sort of convince them that we wanted to use this. Um, but as I say, they were more surprised that we'd actually found their film. So it, it shows you, you have to keep looking. Yeah, just uh, dig deep, try and like go through all the different things. Um, so what was like one of the major motivational factors of making this film, especially for this modern era? Well, I think the film shows New Zealand in a completely different era. Um, it's, it's kind of um, an era where New Zealand is sort of finding its identity um, politically, socially, 
you've got I mean, we start after the April one Springbok tour, and but we very much use that as the context. And you've you know you've gone from the Muldoon Muldoon era into Longy, um, and so you've got you know free markets and things like that. So the, the mm. motivation was to kind of tell a story about New Zealand rugby was the backdrop. But it's it's about social change in New Zealand as much as anything. I mean, a lot of people have sort of might assume this is just a rugby story, but it's way more than that. Oh yeah, definitely. Like for especially my generation, since I was like never around then, um, it's very much eye opening for us. Like especially comparing it to our parents, where they lived through this, and like the, when they go see it, it's just like they're reliving that same experience almost. But us, it's also just that kind oh, of merger of time. And- Absolutely. I think a lot of people will be reliving their past when they watch this. And we try to use a lot of pop culture from the era and um, music from the era as well. So, you know, just to sort of bring the 80s alive um, as much as the rugby as well. Yeah. Um, And so being that, like, you've worked on this for so long and, like you said, it's showing this, like, period of time... What can you see, like, and with parallels between, like, the current state of rugby and, like, this almost, like, neopolitical era where we have, like, the alt-right and stuff and these divisions? Where can you see, like, these parallels, like I said? Well, I, I, look, I, I, I think it's totally different from the, the politics. I think we've, you know, rugby is a professional sport like many sports these days and, and have very slick... Um, sort of organisations behind them. Back then, it was amateur. So you've got to remember, these guys were doing day jobs mm. um, and playing as, a, you know, it was their passion. Um, John Kerwin was a, a butcher's apprentice for his dad. So he would be doing really long days, starting at four in the morning, and then go off and train after that. So that's the first massive difference. Also, I mean, the rugby landscape is so different. There's so many more rules now. Um, back there, it seems quite lawless when you look at some of the games. Um, and the brutality behind some of the games. Oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, health and safety is key these days. Um, you know, I was watching a game the other week and it took forever for a scrum to go down. Um, back <laughs> in those days, it was just straight down, you know. Um, but, um, so, you know, sporting, very different. And also the culture um, and what was going on in New Zealand at the day, very different as well. Yeah, every. I feel like everything's like slowly... Like, it hasn't become as political but there's always going to be like slight political aspects like you can see um the rugby player in australia i forget his name that it's so flow yeah his comments just like create a huge rift um all across the like um oceania i remember seeing it was like i didn't agree with anything he said and it was like i want him gone but even then you just see all these different levels well, I feel- I think those instances are few and far between today, you know. Oh. I, I don't think you'd ever see that from an all-black. Oh, God, um, no. The start. Um, and, you know, that's that's one individual. And, and you know, there's always going to be one person who, who comes out and says something that we don't agree with. Um, I mean, back then, politically, you had the, I mean, the apartheid movement. So, mm. you know, obviously there were a lot of people putting pressure on the government and the sportsmen not to play, you had a sporting body who very much thought um, sport and politics didn't mix Um, but you know after the 81 tour which was you know massive social unrest and rioting um, you know it kind of showed that you just can't separate the two so I mean in our story we then go um, the All Blacks were invited to South Africa in 85 
And of course, you know, they hadn't learned the lesson. So politics was there all the way. You know, public feeling. If you think the Maori players went to South Africa in '76, were known as honorary whites, mm. um, but they wanted to play for the All Blacks. So you know, there was, you know, there were massive political issues, and and also that you know things that didn't sit well with New Zealanders, which is why there was such backlash. Which is kind of where our story sits as well, because again, some rebels went, which were. Um, but when they were invited in 85 to go and play in South Africa, basically the tour was cancelled. But all but two of the players decided to go on a, on a rebel tour. Um, and, of course, that didn't go down too well with the New Zealand public either. Oh, God, I, don't, I believe so. Like, was it they were talking... There was a huge division amongst clubs and stuff, I heard. Division amongst clubs, it, it very much divided the team. And, and, and we hear it um, from the characters in the story, what, what it basically did to... The All Blacks, and I think that's the other thing um, which makes this film actually very fresh, even though it's a 30-year-old story, is that the frankness of the interviews that they'll hear, I think it will surprise a lot of people to hear some, you know, sporting legends come out with what they do. You know, it's... Hmm. I mean, they've lived a life, and I think they they can look back and reflect on what happened in those days, and, and, and they're very frank and honest. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to see the film um, next week um, coming up here in Dunedin. But, um, yeah, I hope everyone goes and checks it out. Thank you very much for talking to us about it. My pleasure, and, and do everyone turn up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, especially for this concept being, like, this whole big background of our culture, being seeing this aspect of it. Absolutely. Look, one last thing I'd say is, you know, we a lot of people I've talked to have been to see it said, oh, I wish I for my partner or I told a friend because it isn't it really isn't just about the rugby though there is some great rugby in there yeah all right thank you very much Simon we'll catch you soon or see your movie next week thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us thank you that was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found